Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Hi, Endless Honeymoon podcast listeners. Uh, unfortunately, as we are in the woods, we're having some kind of weird technical difficulties that made doing an interview with callers and our guests difficult this week. So we are releasing our interview episode, our regularly scheduled episode that we usually release on Monday, on Friday this week. And instead, today, we're releasing an extended, extra long secret dump. It's really funny, and we hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentle men, it's another secret dump of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Hey, how's it going, guys? Are you, what are you checking your ways on your phone? No, I was just trying to get something. There was some feedback I wanted to get for our podcast. What do you mean feedback? Like people wrote in. Oh, I know what this is. And actually, it's perfect timing for us to be discussing this because this is actually listener feedback on um what we talked about a few weeks ago about the couple that we're staying with and how they shit in the same room as each other no the 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 woman said it's her dream to have facing toilets right that's the ultimate that's the (laughs) aspirational part of their of their shit connection but their current status is that they do shit in the same room with each other and i have to say uh it's perfect timing for us to be talking about this feedback because today i i walked into the cabin and i was like where are jeremy and miranda because i could hear them talking but all the kids their kids were like running around i was like where are they I can hear their voices and i realized that they i heard their hushed tones from inside of the toilet and when they came out i smelled their hushed scent i'm just saying we're all sharing one toilet. Well, so. whatever on that. My point is, they were in there together, talking and doing this, this the shit together. They were they were doing the doing I'm the not, double dookie. I'm not into it. Um, well, that's what I realized. Wouldn't do it. I not, hate when you pee. Psych- psychotic. I mean, I I walked in there. I smelled their 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 coiled love Moshe. shit. <laughs> well, it was like a you know, it's like a. You know, like in the never-ending story, the seal on the top of the book of the never-ending story where the snake is twirled up and then it bites <laughs> it s- itself? That's what their shits are doing. Their love coil. Ew. Okay, let's see what people But wrote. wait, hold on. Okay. I'm, right. I'm trying to get a... I, I really hate this conversation. Well, why do you want to do the feedback about it? Well, it's just making me uncomfortable now. You over here, you're uncomfortable. You're over here looking like a character in Midsommar. <laughs> You know what I realized in the pandemic? Outfits just happen. Right. That is so true. You just kind of fall into what's ava- currently available. Like I look available. like I'm going to Coachella. I've got kids bracelet on, a kids necklace on. Oh, yeah. You got this Mr. T, this Mr. T medallion that our kid made. But anyway, my point is I walked in there and I smelled the gaseous scent of their love connection. And I was like, there is nothing less like more repulse i don't care about smelling another person's shit that i'm not romantic with but of like being talking to my lover and then getting a waft of their shit gas like it would ruin it forever for me be like oh so that's what your colon smells like well maybe they don't focus on that part Uh, clearly not 
But let's see what our listeners had to say. Hey, just listen to your episode about not shitting in front of each other. I've been with my wife for over 17 years, and I can't remember when we started shitting in front of each other, but it was probably pretty early on in our relationship. Now, hold on. Early? What are we talking about? <laughs> a week? A month? Oh. <laughs> it probably started with a fart. Farts can tear down the facade pretty quickly. Now, I'm going to stop you again. What do you mean facade? It's not a facade that it's disgu- that shit is disgusting. It's not an illusion. So you're saying, yeah, you you blasted a fart and it ripped down the wall between you guys pooping together. But all right. This is so gross, the next part. I don't okay. think I can read it. You want me to take over? Yeah. In any case, a year into our relationship, we were living together in San Francisco for the first time uh, after I dragged her away from Williamsburg, kicking and screaming. Didn't so, need all that info. Yeah, they're just t- letting us know, like, yes, we're white. <laughs> There was a subpar taqueria, not Mexican-owned or operated. Okay, the the woker you get, the whiter I know you are. And we decided to get food after a night at the bar. My wife refused to eat her burrito because she said it didn't smell right. But being from the human garbage, being the human garbage disposal that I am, I grew up poor and can't waste food. All right, respect. One one grew up poor to another, and I proceeded to eat both of our gross burritos. Sometime in the middle of the night, we were awoken by a thick smell. Always trying to get literary over here. (laughs) (laughs) It smelled like a sewer leak and neither of us could figure out what it was until I farted again and shat my underwear. Classic. That's a classic. That's a classic. The smell that woke us up was so terrible, I was in denial about its origins. I spent the rest of the night shitting my brains out, and my wife had to deal with my shitty underwear while also taking care the of me. The wife had to deal with the underwear? Yeah, great, great. How I, I, about we all deal with our own shitty underwear? And our own shitty process. I don't need your help. Unless I have dysentery or, like, COVID diarrhea, I'm not going to need your help ever. We have two girls, four and eight, and there don't seem to be any boundaries surrounding pooping in front of each other. So perhaps this is a nurture thing. Oh, the kids don't care about shitting around. No, it's not a nurture thing, dude. They're four and eight. It's a childhood thing. I don't exactly invite my family in while I'm crapping, but I'm also not telling them to leave. Occasionally, I lock the door, but I have to pick my battles. Sincerely, (laughs) Paul Marshall, registered piano technician in advanced degree in piano technology. Do you think he that's real is he trying to impress you? I don't know, but I mean I like that he has a very formal a very I formal uh signature at the end of this diarrhea city story. Well, here's what I have to say. Um, you know, even our two year old is like, I want privacy, I want privacy. So maybe it's just like a personal thing. Well, let's find out some more. Uh my oh, we got another one here. Uh David from Spain writes, My wife is such a lady. She's my European pr- posh princess. <laughs> I'm one generation removed from Texas trailer trash. She grew up riding horses in private school. I was fighting my drunk dad and dropping acid in church. Except she's totally down to share the bathroom while going number two, or as they call it, numero dos. And I've had to draw a hard line. I'm not cool for that. I'm not, I'm not, it's, it's, it's not cool for you to brush your teeth, take a shower, enter the room, or even speak to me through the door while I'm sitting on that porcelain. <laughs> <laughs> on that porcelain? <laughs> I do hate, though, if I'm peeing and you're like, Tosh, where's the measuring cup? Do you know where the measuring cup is? I need to, like, you know, you start, like, yelling things and people are like, just give me a second. I'm, I'm in the bathroom. Oh, like, I- whenever I yell for you and you're in the bathroom, I, like, I'm just like, I shut off. I'm like, I'm not going to keep communicating. That's great. You should do the same. I do do the same. Do do. Okay. I do do the same as you. 
All right, so we got one for, one against. We got uh, someone named Gray writes in. Tosh and Mosh, for input on dumping in front of your partner, that's going to be a no from me, dog. Nice. It's an American <laughs> Idol reference. <laughs> I do not think it's the norm to shit in front of each other, and it's not about preserving your over-idealization of your partner. It's for your own privacy. I feel disgusted during most shits, and I do not want to be seen by anyone. Anyway. Love the pod. Okay, Gray, you've taken it too far. I, I I've never thought of feeling disgusted with myself because I'm shitting. Me neither. I uh, th- There's also this certain genre of comedy where guys talk about masturbating and how d- disgusted they feel with themselves afterward. And I've always been like, what? Like, they'll go like, <laughs> you know how you feel like totally ashamed of yourself every time you jerk off? It's like, uh, why? Like, why? I think there's certain people that like deal with shame about stuff a lot more than mm. you and I. So to all those out there, keep shitting i mean that's a crazy thing to feel like disgusting and ashamed of yourself i mean he's probably just like in general just like leave me alone yeah but i'm just saying you shit what once twice up to four times a day for me it's up to 16 times a day (laughs) and you feel ashamed of yourself and dirty every time you shit i knew a friend i have a friend who was like this and he would get really like disgusted with um shitting and he would wipe and wipe and wipe and wipe and wipe, right? And and then he, when he was done wiping and he was sure he was clean, he would uh, head to the bathroom and start like scrubbing the soap bar on his asshole. Moshe. I'm serious. This is a real story. He told you this. Yes, because it has a funny ending. Hold on. And he used to be, I guess, have like more kind of OCD kind of stuff. Um, He one day had one of those, you know, those ball, that, those ball bars of soap? Mm-hmm. they're not a bar they're a ball mm-hmm. and he was like scrubbing because he had like a, a problem but he was like scrubbing and the his i guess his butthole just went like bloop and swallowed the ball and he had to go to the hospital and get the ball removed Moshe, this is like an old wives tale that someone told this you on my the bus. friend i know the guy he told you i have when i just keep wiping and wiping and wiping and scrubbing my asshole I mean, every time i might have added some like flourishes so he must he must have been saving up for a bidet. This was before bidets were um, imminently available in the American popular market. Mm. You know, I heard this story, I believe, in like the early 2000s. And we didn't get we didn't get tushy introduced over here <laughs> till very recently. It was the thing, the stuff of Europeans and uh, ja- the Japanese. OK, I think I can only take one more of these shit. Emails. Okay. All right, I'm going to do, we'll do one. one more. Okay, because then that's enough of so the it's, shit. So it's a two no for me dogs and one yes embrace the poop. Okay, and let's see what the next one is. I've I've never been moved to email a podcast before. Nice, moved. <laughs> Bowel movement. Whoever is using the bathroom in front of one another are straight monsters. I think she meant like this. Can I do that line? Yeah. They're not straight monsters. Straight monsters. They're straight monsters. I hear you. Yeah. I was just trying to say it as in my own way. No, I like it. No, it's straight monsters. <laughs> I mean, I knew what they meant. Totally with Mosh on this one. My husband will never see me in the bathroom and we're a grossly close couple who are those annoying best friends. Oh, Mm. that's good to know. That's a very good detail. The thought of seeing anyone in the bathroom is gross, let alone someone I need to be sexually attracted to. I love that she's put, that's a good wife. She's like, I need to be sexually attracted to you. Yeah. 
But she's not like, I am sexually attracted to you. She's like, I need to be. That's totally fair. You got to keep some of that mystery alive. We were talking last night about how the pandemic has kind of ruined even some of that for us because it's like, just like you said, you fall into the outfit you're wearing and it's easy for me to just like be in gym clothes all day and just not care. So I'm going to be trying to step it up a little bit. I want to step it up too because I would describe my current mental state as getting worse. (laughs) 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 I feel like... Every time I I talk to like a positive friend and then I start to feel better, then I like go into the news and it's like uh, there's more variants. Uh, the vaccine's not going to work. Oh, uh, we ran out of shots. Uh, they've just made a gu- carrying guns easier in all the states. Like I, I feel like it's just like an onslaught of like bad news that if you connect the dots of all of it. It's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, Joe Biden's here. That's good. Joe Biden's here. Ladies and gentlemen, huge news for the Endless Honeymoon podcast fans. Our guest today, the one and only (laughs) Joseph Ricardo Biden. (laughs) Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Would you say my hair is looking silky? It really is. You know why? Why? Because I use Function of Beauty hair care products like shampoo and conditioner. And I just found out something very big. What? You never got your Function of Beauty bottle. I know. We got to get you some because I am telling you, we've got very different hair, right? Uh, my hair is very problematic, so I'm afraid that Yeah, it always says racist work. stuff. <laughs> no, but it does have its issues. My hair is very fine, and right. so if I, if I condition it, it weighs it down, but if I wash it, it needs to be washed every day, but then it gets really dry and frizzy. Right, and I got that thick hair that can, nothing can possibly harm. You have beautiful hair. So it wouldn't make sense for us to use the same shampoo because we don't have the same hair. That's why Function Beauty is so dope. You go to their website, you take a little quiz, they, there's 54 trillion possible formations. They basically make a shampoo that will match your hair Formulations. It's, yeah. Like they have like, y- you take the hair quiz and then you find out That's what I'm saying. What exactly you need in That's your hair makeup what I'm saying to make it look luscious literally what I did say <laughs> so basically you gotta get it I'm telling you it smells so good it feels so good I've been using it for a while and Natasha she's gotta get herself some too Tasha you should get this discount I'm going to I already I already took my hair quiz I'm waiting for it so and Function of Beauty offers completely personalized formulas for body and skin care, so you can customize your beauty routine from hair to toe. I just did a whole profile, so I have all my stuff coming. I'm very excited. I'm excited, too. So you should be excited as well. You go to functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon and take their quiz. Save 20% off your first order. Never buy off the shelf. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon to take your quiz and save 20% off your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon to let them know you heard it from our show and get 20% off your order. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Do you feel that in this pandemic, your body is feeling more sluggish because you're not outside or something's up, right? Something's up. I definitely feel like, I don't know, off physically. And that's why it's an important time, never been a better time, to start taking a multivitamin. I started taking one from Ritual, and I got to tell you, I feel, I'm feeling pretty good. Ritual is formulated with key nutrients, including vitamin D3 to help fill the gaps in the diet. Their fresh-tasting delayed-release capsules are designed to dissolve later in less sensitive areas of the stomach so you can take them with or without food. They've got different formulations 
One's for women, one's for men, some for teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different stages of life. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping. Always, you can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription at any time. And if you don't love Ritual, within your first month, they'll refund your first order. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin, and that's why Ritual is so important because they've got completely traceable ingredients. And that's why we are offering Ritual to our listeners for 10% off for your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash honeymoon and you can start your ritual today. Uh, Tosh, what do you think? Should we... Um, Let's listen to some secrets. You want to bop a secret? Let's bop it. Hello, we are children. We are lying to our grandparents about our mom having COVID. We found out our grandparents are COVID deniers. Our grandparents go to bars without a mask and throw parties at their house with a large amount of people. So now my aunt and my family are getting together at our house. Now my grandma keeps calling to check on my mom. We are trying to keep my baby cousin as well as three other of my cousins quiet. I am nine. And I am 11. Our aunt told us to call her if we needed to get this off of our chest. Oh, my God. Cute aunt. I mean, that was, I know. She's like, don't listen to She's any. like, honey, just call the Endless Honeymoon podcast. I feel like that's what I should tell They'll the be kids talking about me. lovers <laughs> making eye contact while defecating. And then you can <laughs> d- drop your secret. Um... So they're grand. I didn't quite understand it, especially because they're the younger COVID one deniers. seemed like she was reading. So I got lost <laughs> a little bit. But it sounded like their grandparents are COVID deniers. And what what is the secret? Just that, or what what was the part that they were trying to keep their cousins? Are they trying to not go visit them? I'm not exactly sure, but I would like to make a a, a small comment on the part that's really the important part. Yeah, is that these kids have grandparents who are COVID deniers. Yeah. I feel like 65% of grandparents are COVID deniers. I know. They just like, my dad is like, for his birthday, he's like having an eight person indoor party and he lives in Florida. It's like, why? Why is anyone having an indoor party in Florida? Well, there's nowhere beautiful to go. 70 plus people, like 70 plus age range. There's nowhere beautiful to go in Florida outdoors. You know, there's no choices. (laughs) You guys have white sand beaches. Yeah, it's very confusing. So I just think that they're just kind of like they've been through a lot. Like people who are like the, the the boomers, they've been through a lot. They're like, we can handle this. We're about to die. We're gonna have fun. And honestly, if I were in their position, I might feel the same way. But they're to, probably like, you know what? I'm I'm like on the fence on living anyway. Well, but to Haley and Jaylee, who just called in, um, their names are Haley and Jaylee. Sounded like it. <laughs> Your grandparents aren't about to die. It's just oh, yeah. no, everybody else's grandparents that are no, about I'm to die. No, I'm not saying they're about to die. I'm just saying that there are a lot of there there there's I, I feel like our generation is like the only ones that care about COVID. I feel like the know, millennials it, don't really care, no, the it's, boomers don't it's care. It's a it's a Gen X concern. Or Gen Y, Gen X, like people who are in their 30s and 40s, they're I kind think of like that's Gen X. Who's Gen Y? It. Gen Y is younger than millennials, aren't they? No, you're like Gen Y. I think I'm am I? Yeah. Oh, middle. That's between Gen X and millennials, yeah. right? That's that's me actually. Yeah. You're actually Gen X. Yeah. I'm Gen Y. Yes. Because I'm sure. younger than you. Yeah. It's Y for younger than you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Haley, Jaylee, we think you guys should get some masks that you wear at your grandparents' house that mm-hmm. say "I love you, Grandpa," and I don't want you to die <laughs> of pneumonia of COVID uh, COVID on onset pneumonia. All that is going to go on the mask. 
Well, it is ironic that that the the boomers are the ones who are the most uh, boomers and up are the most susceptible to the disease. I know it's wild. The the, the people who don't care about it, uh, it, generally speaking, I just know a lot of grandparents. I say like fifty percent of the my friends' parents like have parents who like do not care about COVID. Old people are the worst. No, but they then, are. They are the no, worst. No, but let me tell you the worst part about it. They're the ones who all can all hang out now. Because they, they, they get the vaccine. I know, but I'm not really into vaccine fairness. We, I've, ta- I've been thinking a lot. No, I'm just that saying yet? that, like, they, I, I feel jealous that, like, yeah, I hear I'm, I'm, like, we're entering a, a, the year mark of, like, going out. And now it just, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just, it's just, I have FOMO for old people, I guess. Yeah, yeah fear of missing <laughs> old. <laughs> okay, let's play another secret. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. Um, I've been with my partner for about eight years, and about a couple years in, I got a Prius. Um, ever since I got that Prius, my fiance now thinks that I am a really like safe but subtly bad driver because I drive really slow and really careful. The real reason why that happened is because shortly after I got my Prius, I was driving, I wasn't used to the brakes, and I didn't brake in time to hit a person who was riding on a bike uh, who was coming from the sidewalk. I instantly got out and checked on him to make sure that he was okay, and he said that he was totally fine and he had to make it to work. But that is the real reason why I drive super safe and really cautious, and I'm really scared about it. But he was totally fine, and that's my secret. Thanks. Bye. So she didn't tell her boyfriend that she, like, hit a cyclist? <laughs> that is a, how was your day, honey? Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I almost hit two girls once. I'll never forget it. I was in my VW Bug. I used to drive a VW Bug, a 68 Bug, and the brakes on Bugs are just really abhorrent. And I was taking a left turn on a rainy day, and the, it was kind of fogging up in the window, and I saw these girls, and they were like a foot away from me, and they were probably the age of Haley and Jaylee. And I just slammed on the brakes, and I just kept sliding, and I, I came so close that I could... This is how this is what you never want to be in the position to, to do nearly hitting like you're heading towards someone and you're making eye contact with them through the window like i could i was making close eye contact with them like and uh and thank god i like didn't uh, i didn't touch him and you know oh god that was such a scary day i think if you want to marry him you should tell him Oh, you should put it in your vows. Well, I just think it like it'd be an interesting. I, I think it's. I, I always like to see how people react to things like that. Well, you could say this. Like it would, in your, it would create intimacy. Yeah, in your vows, you could say, "I I, I want to foster a, a relationship that's always based on honesty and openness." And to that end, in two thousand and seventeen, I did hit a cyclist and never told you. See, that could bring some much needed levity to the marriage ceremony. Hello, honeymooners. Just want to make sure you get your towel. I just washed my towel for the fifth time. It is more silky and more luxuriant. It didn't fade at all. I've been taking this towel to the beach. I've been using it every time I take an outdoor shower, which is every day because we're in the woods. Can I ask you a quick question? I cannot recommend this towel enough. What towel? 
The Endless Honeymoon Tie. That's it's our right. only piece of merch. We've got merch. I didn't want to have merch. I said, if we're going to do merch, I want to have the perfect thing that everybody needs. We don't need more shit, but you know what? Everybody needs a towel. You keep it in your car. You always have it's this really beach nice. towel. You can put you can put the dogs on it. You can put your kid on it. You yeah, can, put your kid on I've it. I've been wiping shit off my kid and then just kind of... Wipe your kid's ass with it. I don't even have to wash it. You just kind of like, th- you know... Uh, Put it out the the RV, you know, shake it yeah, out. put it out your RV. Use wipe it your again. kid's ass. Use it again <laughs> and again. The point is we have merch. It's a beautiful Endless Honeymoon Podcast beach towel it's... covered in hearts and a nice little logo. It's thick. It's nice. And the best part of all, all of the profits from the sale of this towel go directly to the Surfrider Foundation, one of my favorite favorite uh, active uh, uh, community activism organizations because what they do is they help the ocean and they help clean up beaches they help the surf and the coastline and they do unbelievable work so you can get this towel they and, help clean up plastic yeah they clean plastic they do beach cleanups i've been on a surf rider foundation beach cleanup before and it's awesome you're just taking trash off of the beach so get do a direct donation to them but you don't and have you, to and you don't have to pick trash up from the beach to feel good. You right. can just have your nice towel and feel like you did something. We've already made a few thousand dollars for yep. this last week with one our week. launch. Listen, so you can take your towel. Yeah, let's... You can go to the beach to one of their beach cleanup days and you can fashion your towel into a sack and put beach trash in it and you can double your contribution. By the way, I just thought of something. Yeah. I want to buy like 10 of them and just have them as our beach towels. That's a great idea. Like, I mean, buy you should too. at our house. Like, I love it. Okay. Well, listen, you can get yours by going to Endless, Endless Honeymoon. Here, can I say it, honey? I'm so sorry. Endless. Endless... I I'm want so to sorry. say it. Please, go ahead. End... EndlessHoneymoonPod.com slash shop. That's right. EndlessHoneymoonPod.com slash shop. Um, Tosh. Yeah. Do you want to listen to another secret? Yeah, let's hear one more. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. Um, I have kind of a gross secret. Um, I have uh, indigestion, right? And so sometimes I'll have a lot of trouble uh, digesting my food and I will have a burp or something uh, where part of my food comes back up. And I really like that when it happens because I get a nice aftertaste <laughs> for my food. Uh, it happens sometimes with flat and, you know, it comes back up. And it's like a little uh, uh. second course, you know. All right. Bye. No. Ew. No. That is so gross. I hate secrets like this so much because I'll never get it out of my head. Fu- second course? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, oh, no. You should meet our friends Jeremy and Miranda. You could burp in their faces while they shit into each other's infinite eyes. <laughs> Moshe. <sighs> well, that grossed me out. I know, right? But you know what? Everybody's so weird in such a beautiful way. Yeah. You know what I would describe everybody as? What? Getting better. You think? I don't know. No. Yes, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I think that's a noble goal in life that's kind of the only thing you can really be asking for for yourself to be getting better yeah what did they used to say in aa they would say if you ain't growing you're you're going Mm. and that would mean that if you're not getting better you're not going to stay sober so you cannot stay stagnant you you must not stop developing if you ain't growing you're going and then the other thing they said is, if nothing changes, nothing changes. You text in again? No, Moshe, sometimes I don't want you to always say that because I'm trying to find something I wanted to say on the podcast. No, this is good radio. 
I'm sorry. It just reminded me of what you were talking about, and I wanted to say it. Oh, can I read? <laughs> can I read what some of these quotes? She's just got some notable quotables in her text. <laughs> Let me just read some of these random notable quotables. <laughs> Vast misery that lends ourselves to eating up what Trump offers. Well, like Prayer. that's what they said that checking your phone is. And I was like, oh, I totally relate to that. So uh-huh. I wrote it down. And uh, then the other thing I want to read is right here, which is I was listening to a podcast and they had a Buddhist teacher and they said the only thing you could do right now is pray for all beings to release the hatred from their heart, which is a nice way to like think about enemies because we're in such a time right now where we hate so many people. And we want revenge on so many people. But we just re- we should really be focusing on in, in ourselves is to try to release the hatred. You know, I got some Buddhism for that ass too. Something I heard a long time ago. It was something about this this character in Buddhism called the Buddha of infinite compassion or something like that. He's like the the smiling Buddha. And basically this teacher was talking about how for most of us, there's so much suffering in the world that for most of us, we can only extend the circle of our compassion to ourselves and the people that we love, mm-hmm. right? Because there's it's, so much... That's what, like what rich people do because they, they, they think they're doing the right thing because they care about their families. Right. Like or Hitler, billionaires. People or say like Hitler loved his kid or, right. or, or whatever. Did Hitler have kids? I don't know. His dog? Whatever. But he's, so for most of us, we can only extend that circle of compassion to our loved ones and to ourselves. And so the Buddha of infinite compassion has extended that out to every human being. And that's why he's so loving and smiling or whatever. And, 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 and that ought to be a goal, a spiritual goal, is to extend our circle of compassion to everybody, realize that everybody is suffering, especially right now. And that is basically me saying that I love white supremacists too. <laughs> and this is how I come out as a proud boy. Come on, Moshe. But I guess it's like even the people that you find repugnant, hateful, despicable, you you don't need to love them, but maybe you need to realize that they too are suffering. Yes. They too just need a partner to shit in front of. Exactly. And I, I really like when that girl said, you know, we're best friends, but we would never do that. Yeah. And I was thinking about us, you know, when she said that, and I was like, we're the type and they we're the type of couple that's like uh a- approaching finding each other tolerable. <laughs> we're close to that. <laughs> but definitely not shitting in front of each other. Well, no. Right? For sure not ever never in never. I think everybody should do what they want. If you if it brings you joy, or it yeah. feels natural. But here's the problem. It brings And it's them, not hurting anyone. It brings them joy to shit in front of each other, but it brings me joy to dedicate an entire podcast episode <laughs> to making fun of them. So what am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, so we had so so just the the if we did tally up the ones we did read, it was three against one four. That's right. I okay. wouldn't say it's normative. Hey Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Uh, what did our child pee on today? Uh, the bed. That's right, the sheets. And guess what? It's okay because we just got some awesome sheets from Brooklinen, and they don't have pee on them, and they are awesome sheets. Yeah, I love having nice sheets. It's so important to me. I brought our Brooklinen sheets here to the woods to sleep in your father's your grandfather's a-frame and and it makes me feel so much better like it, I'll, I'll be sleeping I'll, I'll be sleeping in and i'll have these like nice sheets to like pull over my head uh you know we can like 
have sex in our nice sheets that are our own. I kind of hate sleeping in other people's sheets. It, also, you don't I, care as much. I, I do. I do. I like a nice sheet. I like a. I don't like a, a gross sheet. But the problem is when I look up these high thread count sheets or whatever, these really nice sheets, they're super expensive. I know. That's why I like Brooklyn. It was started by a couple, Rich and Vicky, who had been just like us. They were trying to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost a lot of money. They couldn't, so they founded this company. It's a direct-to-consumer bedding company. They take out the middleman of the store or the retailer so that you can get super high-quality sheets without paying a premium. That's pretty cool. Brooklyn has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklyn has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They're so confident that you'll love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. And I have to tell you, Mosh, having nice sheets, nice home things around you, just little tiny luxuries at this moment in time, it really does elevate your life. Amen. So listen, we already told you that they were a very affordable company with super high-quality sheets. We want to make it even more affordable for you. Just go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code HONEYMOON to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code HONEYMOON to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. brooklinen.com and use promo code HONEYMOON at checkout. Get yourself some nice sheets. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. I know you've been saying a lot lately that you need a new vibrator and are wondering <laughs> what company you should go with. Uh, I do like vibrators. Well, you do? Yeah. Well, let me recommend my favorite vibrator company. It's called Dame. Do you know I, why I like them? Why? Because they're made by women for women. Dame Products is a woman-founded company making toys for sex that close the pleasure gap. They are developed and tested by real people with real vulvas in Dame Labs. They're engineered to bring your solo and coupled play to new heights. So, As we've talked about on the show before, we should always find out what's right for us and not compromise on what's most important. So if you need to get off... Get yourself a vibrator. That's right. They have great ones like the Arc. It's a G-Spot vibrator. It helps you discover your perfect spot inside and out. It's made for exploring. It's got a bulb that has a really pleasant squish with a beaked ridge for targeted vibes on your vulva or... Beaked Or ridge. how do you pronounce this next word? Clitoris. Is that it? Arc features the strongest motor Dame has to offer, giving you a deep, satisfying rumble that can be adjusted to... Perfect pattern and speed. They're waterproof, USB rechargeable. It's got a long-lasting battery. It's whisper quiet. It's a lot of fun. They've also got what they call the POM, P-O-M, flexible vibrator. It bends to your needs. So de-stress this holiday season with POM. Go to dameproducts.com slash honeymoon today for 15% off. And the best part is that Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is quite literally guaranteed. Again, go to dameproducts.com slash honeymoon today for 15% off. All right, let's play another secret. Hi, Bosa and Natasha. Um, so I have a secret for you. I, <laughs> I lied to my boyfriend's parents that I was baptized. Um, I never grew up religious, so I am not baptized, but my boyfriend comes from a really religious family. His dad is a Lutheran pastor. Um, so when we first started dating, my boyfriend told me that he doesn't care that I'm not religious, doesn't care that I'm not baptized, but anytime we were around his parents, his mom would always like guilt me about it. 
um, just like complain about, oh, I just really wish you were going to heaven and like that kind of bullshit. And uh, so one day I just said, oh, did I forget to tell you I am baptized? Um, and so I haven't heard anything about it since. So <laughs> thanks, bye. I love that. I'm with her 100%. The baptizing thing is so confusing. It's like it happened. Like I got baptized when I was born, I guess, which is what just like a priest giving saying a prayer over your head. And yeah. then my mom got she was Lutheran. She got in baptism as Catholic. So she got baptized while like when I did, we got baptized together. So I guess my mother converted from Lutheranism to Catholicism. Wait, no, I mean it's not just Catholics that baptized. People. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's but a it's like honey, that... there's a religion called the Southern Baptists. <laughs> they baptized. I thought it was just. I never really thought about it. I guess I don't know. I guess I. Catholicism to me was just going through the motions of what these like mean people told you. <laughs> well, the Catholics have a subtle baptism. It's a lot of ceremony, but then they just put some water on your forehead or sprinkle it. I think it. I got dunked in like Dun a little. If you go underwater, you're not, that's not Catholic. If you go into the River Jordan, no, it wasn't the river. It was get... like a little bowl. Yeah, that's Catholic. Like a cement, like a stone, like a bird bath. I remember I was in this monastery when I was a kid. There used to be this monastery in Oakland, and we would go in there and pick apples and and smoke weed and throw apples at the passing cars and stuff and the monastery the one time this priest caught us in there and we were like well we were allowed to be in there but he kind of like intercepted us because he knew we were being assholes and he was really cool he was like did you want to come in and show you know see the place or whatever kind of like a little seductive you know he was kind of like making kissy faces at us no he wasn't he was very nice so he was like kind of showing us the place and then we got to the holy water and he's like and this is the holy water and like dunked this little scepter in it and, and like splash some at us and i like uh, i like uh reflexively flinched and and moved away and i was like i'm jewish i'm jewish not like a good you were story scared? no it was a joke i was making fun of the priest not a good story no honey all right well anyway they can't all be winners no and that one was a loser okay well let's hear one more secret yes let's but wait i was gonna say that reminded me though of w Kamel bell had this great joke about when he married his wife we should get him on the podcast, by the way. He had to do the he had to convert to cath to Catholicism for her family. Mm -hmm. And he said he had to like agree to all this stuff, you know? And the, the priests were like, Do you agree that the sacrament is the blood of body of Christ? And he's like, Do you agree that you'll never get divorced or you know, in the holy eyes of the Lord? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'll say anything you want. Because I don't believe in any of this shit. It's like, what does it matter? If you don't believe in it, then you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all true. Yes. That is just the best way to put it, because I, I really feel that. Well, yeah. Shall we play another secret? But then, Moshe, I really do have to put our child to bed. Hi, Moshe. Hi, Natasha. This secret, um, I've never told anybody before. It's kind of stupid, but... In college, I used to babysit um, a nine-year-old boy, and he was such a little shit. I never realized how evil kids could be until I became a babysitter. So I really love little bites, little muffin things, little muffin bites. And um, I basically ate all his snacks. And his parents would get mad at him and be like, hey, Blank, you're eating way too much sugar. And then he would be like, I'm not doing that. And I'm not doing this. And then they're like, 
they were like, hey, you need to make sure that he isn't eating these muffins. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure of it. But I was the one that was eating all of the snacks and I was kind of getting him in trouble. So, <laughs> oh, well, that's my secret. You know, I totally relate to this. When I used to have roommates, like my first roommates in New York, I remember I lived in the East Village with this like artist man who had this really kind of cool apartment and he had these rooms for rent. And then I lived with this like Austrian girl who lived there named Regina. And she would always have those <laughs> kinder eggs. <laughs> you know, those like really good. Yeah. She would get them shipped to her. And I would, oh, oh, and the kinder blocks. Like they were like little blocks of mm. like the, the like super milk chocolate. And I would just eat them all. I would just steal them, but I would always try to like steal one. And like, she was kind of hardy, like a big woman. And she always had like tons of, you know, she, she was like from Regina, Regina. Yeah. And she, and she did not like me. And, and she, I wonder why she would always have like um, eating my kinder so block. much, so many different kinds of food, different kinds of chocolate. So I was always like, she probably won't notice this, but then sometimes there'd be like, you know, 10 left and I would take like seven of them. <laughs> I just that was real. I, I mean, I just couldn't help myself because I've never been the kind of person who bought sweets. So living in a house where like people had like, you know, European chocolates laying around, I, I just couldn't really respect that it was theirs. <laughs> <laughs> I had to eat them. And then I can, and there was other roommates. So I, that's another thing. Cause you can be like, well, it could have been any of us. I mean, my favorite part about this person's secret was when she said, just casually, like it was normal. Oh, and I, you know, I really love little bites. So the little muffins. <laughs> I'm just like, you really love those. That's a little bites. That's like a thing you in your life that you're like, oh yeah. So you, as you know, I am cuckoo for kin uh, little bites. And you're, you're Regina. You know what she used to say? Regina. Regina. She would always say, "Did you, do you know what my village voice is?" <laughs> She like had no, I've never met anyone who had no sense of humor. Village voice. Village voice. Oh man, that is good. Regina, she of the kinder Regina. block. Regina. Oh, Reg Regina. Because I would call her Regina and she would always correct me. How would she do it? Regina. It's kind of, she sounded kind of Transylvanian. Oh, and then you know what she did one? This is how I know she hated me. She had a freaking dinner party and invited the other roommate. And I came out of my bedroom one day and there was like a party going on, like, but like an eight person dinner party that he was invited to. But you were in the house, but not invited. Yes. Yeah, so it was so like funny. so awkward. And I remember I was like, just walking to the bathroom wow. to like take a shit. No, I'm just kidding. Take my shower. What the fuck? I was trying to think of the theme of the episode. Oh, sure. Um, I just remember, you know, in my like shower with my shower basket. <laughs> and there's like, this, and there's like a, an Austrian dinner yeah, party. They're happening. having like a cheese. No, but like you know, sophisticated like Hilarious. wine and cheese. And you know, I just moved to New York. I would have liked to be invited to any party. I wonder why she didn't like you. <laughs> Could it be that you were stealing all her Kinder blocks? <laughs> kinder chocolate. I mean, oh, like I, those little eggs. They were like I so know. fragile. Don't toys in them or something. Yeah, I did, would throw those away. Did I tell you about my brother? This was really funny. My brother uh, had. It lives in like a, a quadplex, like I, guess, I don't know, whatever that is, four places in one building. And they're all on a text thread. And oh my God. And he got that sounds harrowing. What? To be on a text thread with your neighbors? Well, it's just for, for in case, you know, oh, we got to move the car or whatever. He gets this text that oh goes, boy. Hey, are we still on for the meeting tonight? And David writes back, my brother's like, oh, I didn't know about a meeting. And then they write back, one of them writes back, sorry, David, that one wasn't meant for you. 
it was so basically there's a meeting happening with all three of the other yeah, neighbors. Yeah, that's an house. awesome thing to not be included in. I'm just saying, what could the topic be other than my brother? Oh, they're getting together. Why would there be a, a meeting of three people in a four a fourplex? That's there's no way that they're trying. They're they're trying to ice him out of a meeting and talk about him, honey. That is not reality. What could the answer be? He was texting somebody else no, about a meeting. No. Everybody else was on the, the thing for the meeting. I would anyway. move then. Yeah, we David, we think you should move. Uh Tosh, um, I think I'm gonna buy you some Kinder Blocking. I think that'd be a it, nice is gift it for called you. Kinder Blocking? No, but I imagine that's what Regina would call it. Regina. <laughs> okay. I gotta go, dude. I gotta look something up in the village voice. <laughs> but I love you. I love you too. <laughs>